0: You're listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at linestarapp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo! What's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P., Joe Pizapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the line star app it is me it's chris meany it's monday i know everybody had a long weekend you had the nba playoffs going on you had the game of thrones finale and uh my watch has ended officially my watch has ended but really it's only ended until i rewatched the entire series for a fifth time which is what i'm going to do this summer because <laughs> i have a problem but anyway we are here talking mlb dfs with you right here on the line star app and chris we had a pretty good weekend, including more home run calls by you and me. You killed the weekend. I killed Friday. Pete Alonzo, double dong, baby. It feels so good to be right.
1: Oh, man. Like I said on Friday with the tweets, you were just on fire like NBA jam. Like everything that you touch <laughs> is just straight fire. And I, and I joked in the show on Friday – you had said Pete Alonso, and I said I was going to go find that prop. He was plus 425 for any time home run, and you know I hit on that because oh. just taking your. So you taking on me right to lunch, center. is what you're saying. Absolutely. I am are. taking you to lunch, brother. And I mean, again, you did it early. I believe Pete, Pete Alonso hit a home run in his first at bat. So not <laughs> only did you call it. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't like the first second inning home runs. Yeah, you. You,
0: you know, this whole never. concept of sweating out. DFS, I'm over that. I want my home runs in the first inning. I like it nice and easy and clean. Correa, Alonzo. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, I'm getting totally cocky and arrogant, which means I'm going to fail today. <laughs> and that's fine.
1: That's all right. That's all right. It's, it's all been
0: right. a fun run. I mean, last week was a pretty magical week there. And I appreciate everybody else listening to you. We've been getting great feedback, not only just on the show from a DFS standpoint, but from baseball fans who are starting yes. to find the show and just want like a half hour, great baseball talk, we're here. And we're going to hopefully be here during NFL as well. And that is, uh, again, it's a win for us. It's a win for you guys. And we are happy to be doing this show and we appreciate the positive feedback. And I noticed we got a lot of reviews on there, babe. We got a lot of five-star reviews.
1: Oh, keep them coming. I mean,
0: people push, I'm telling you, if you love the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes, especially and, and rate and review us, man. And, and subscribe to the show because we're here for you five days a week, rocking and rolling. So let's look back at the weekend. Uh, Aaron Nola, we talked about extensively on the weekend show about time to buy back into them in the Phillies because it seemed it's funny. We started out on Friday with, you know, at some point we got to buy in on the Phillies before it, you know, it's going to turn around. And you want to buy now where it's kind of medium priced. And we were a little hesitant. We were like, yeah, by the end of Friday, we're like, no, we're going to buy back in Friday. And yeah. then on the weekend show, we said, Chris, I think we've talked ourselves into buying back in again with Nola and buying back into the Phillies. And then by the weekend, they're scoring seven runs on Sunday. Nola was fabulous. So I guess it's safe to buy back in on the Phillies now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right, with DFS, when, when cold streaks happen, maybe you want to stay away from them, you know, in stacks for sure, and cash, you know, stacking in cash is not always a great strategy, but, you know, the time to get in on a team, especially with the Phillies, and we know that they're just loaded offensively, they're just in a bit of a rut, and time to get on them is when nobody else is on them, so Harper hit a home run on Saturday, we've been talking about him as a contrarian GPP play, even though his price hasn't moved a whole lot, you know, it's only a matter of time before he starts mashing, and you're right about Aaron Nola. I mean, it was his First double digit strikeout performance. He had 12K through six, picked up the win. And you know, maybe now is the time that he gets going and the rest of this staff. So yeah, the Phillies, we we're in on them. Um, you know, the Twins, I'm very impressed with the Twins. I know Seattle is really spiraling. We talked about how they would cool off. They really are. They're starting to lose yeah. a lot of ball games. I know they won on Sunday, but Minnesota went in there on Friday and they put up seven runs. Then on Saturday, they scored 18. And then yesterday they hung around a little bit, but uh, Seattle won that game 7-4. I'm just really impressed with the Twins. They don't have a lot of guys who strike out. We mentioned Byron Buxton again. He went yard over the weekend. Yeah, starting to, I mean, starting no to, start to really put it together. It really, is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, 20, and they got
0: Sinovac in that lineup too, which is another bat you have to worry about. And I, I, I'm not ready to write him off completely yet, but no. um, before we get to some more things we got right, we got to talk about Jacob DeGrom, who is like 70% owned in all this contest I was in on Friday. No, no. And, and you know what? I mean, it, it bombed. I, I mean, it bombed. It, I, I was embarrassed. I was angry. I had a lot of emotion. So was, even though I was high on the Pete Alonso home runs, I was, I was really low about the Jacob deGrom start. And the whole Mets collective right now, the offense is basically in the tank. The pitching ever since Jacob deGrom basically got that extension, it's been a disaster. Uh, it's been injuries. It's been inconsistency and Noah Syndergaard goes out there and he pitches relatively well and they score how many runs zero for him Sunday. Absolutely zero. So, I mean, the Mets right now are reeling when Sandy Alcantara is throwing gems and complete game shutouts against you. That's when things did you
1: see his pitch chart? Like he wasn't even throwing strikes.
0: No. And that's the thing. He's one of those effectively wild guys anyway, because the ball's got a lot of movement. So I, I, I mean, We've seen this with him before, and we've seen it with the Mets. I want to say he did this to the Mets last year in, like, September, where he just kind of owned them for whatever reason. But, Chris, this Mets team has got all kinds of issues there. You you can have all the great pitching in the world. It's like they get the pitching, and then they don't hit. They get the hitting, but they don't pitch. It's just – it's a disaster.
1: Yeah, it really is. They're struggling right now. We'll get into them today. A tough matchup against Patrick Corbin for sure. So the Mets are a team to pick on. The offense is is not doing well. And, and you know, what can you do about DeGrom? I mean, it's just one of those odd starts. He goes into Miami and and things don't work well for him. But, I mean, we were on Rich Hill that night. We had Frankie Montas who went in. Yeah, you were on Rich
0: Hill. I I was lukewarm at best, so... Good I mean, job by Chris Meany there. That's why we're here, to even each other out. You, you know? know, Joe
1: Montas worked out for us though. Is, is yeah, he was a fine. Pitcher, eight point two innings. He had ten K against Detroit. You know, we yeah, just, we really we liked him because of the matchup against the Tigers. Yeah, but look,
0: look, I'm 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 not going to I'm not going to pat myself on the back for pitching on Friday because Degrom was it was that frustrating for me. But yes, Montas was absolutely Montas was my guy. Hill was your guy. If you had those and you're playing, you know, different lineups and you were okay. Speaking of pitching performances, how about Hyunjin Ryu this weekend? Oh my I mean, holy crud. I mean, this guy's ERA is at 1.52 right now. He's, it's just – he's like in another planet. I mean, him and Cody Bellinger right now, they're just from Mars. I don't know what's going on there. And Christian Yelich hit his 19th home run. Bellinger hit his 17th. I mean, wow. This is just one of those things you look at it and you just say, I don't know if two guys or three guys right now that I'm talking about could have a better start to the year than those three.
1: Uh, it's special. It's so special. We mentioned Rio. That's right. On the weekend, just talking about how he doesn't walk anybody. I was looking at his home starts and don't have it in front of me, but yeah, I mean just minimal, minimal walks and 0.61 walk per nine so far this season. His strand rate is at 95%. It's not sustainable, but I mean, listen, when you're not walking guys and you're striking guys out and you've got good defense behind you, I mean, you can get away with some of those numbers. I mean, Blake Snell had a high strand rate last season as well. He just, cause he had an out pitch. So, I mean, Rio is, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's fun to watch, and I wouldn't consider fading him at this point. I mean, no, no,
0: no I, I don't think you can. I think it's impossible. All right, so that'll do it for the weekend. and it's Monday, which means a fresh slate, and it's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it here. We have a six o'clock start with Carlos Carrasco and the Indians hosting Brett Anderson in and the As. Uh, I'm all for getting Carrasco involved in here. I think it's, it's perfectly fine by me. I, I have no issue in terms of pricing and whatnot uh, for those kind of guys. And if you want to pay up, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but let's move on to starting at the 7 o'clock, where that's going to involve a lot more of the games, where we got Jay Happ. Uh, again, it seems like the Yankees are always playing the Orioles. I don't know why.
1: Really, this so is it. his fourth time playing Baltimore this year.
0: I mean, this is is it crazy or what? And, and look, I like Hap. The problem is hap has been good, not great. Now, this is an opportunity for him to be great against – a lineup that is – look, it, it lacks real depth. It lacks real punch. We all know that. Although some of the guys, you know, like Mancini and Smith have had some good years. Even Villar, too, has had some useful times. You know, it's, it's difficult. I prefer the Yankees side of this game, especially Aaron Hicks. That's a guy uh, hitting it towards the top of the order that I really like today, Chris. Uh, and also over the weekend, too, Kendrick Morales got released and then picked up by the Yankees. So that was something <laughs> that kind of happened after the show. We were like, whoa, what happened? that happened. <laughs> so that happened fast. He found a home. But uh, for the Yankee bats, you know, I think it's those same guys. It's Voight. It's Torres. It's Hicks. Voight is just super expensive. So it just depends on how much you really want to spend on the Yankees and if you want to double down with J-Happ.
1: Yeah, Kendrick Morales may set records this year on on teams that he's going to play on. But, uh, you know, again, Hap has played Baltimore three times. He's failed to get out of the fifth in any of those starts. 13.1 innings. He's allowed nine runs, five homers, and he's only struck out 11. So I, I wonder if people are looking at that and you see the $8,000 price and there's a little bit of a discount there. I like Yankees, too. They should be able to score some runs against Andrew Castner. He's allowed nine home runs good hicks call i think vado is worth it sanchez like there's gonna be even torres if you're playing over on the Fanduel side he's been fairly cheap over there all year and looking now three five uh if you do want to get involved with kendris morales two two they're like kashner's a fly ball pitcher in a brutal environment so i like the yankees yeah, i'd rather
0: attack kashner with yankee yeah. bats than necessarily go and put hap involved in that too right so- you know, and it's weird because all the numbers would support it. Baltimore has a 30% strikeout rate against lefties. Uh, 1.15 ISO versus lefties. Like all these numbers they go, well, this should be theoretically really good. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it hasn't come to fruition. Now, maybe this is the time. It might if be the time
1: log- because people are looking at the game log and saying like, you know, like I just, yeah,
0: I, I think I'll say this. I think it's opportunity. I think I wouldn't play it big, but I think it's something that if you're doing multi entries tonight, you can have that hap with the Yankees. Yes. If you're a single entry kind of person, I don't know if I have the guts to just do that, but. I do have the guts for Patrick Corbin uh, against uh, – it's, it's going to be Andrew Gagnon. Is that is that confirmed? Is that –
1: Yeah, no. I, I think so.
0: Ugh. Excuse me. Dry heating. Ugh. Oh, my God. This is, Patrick Corbin last time against the Mets was outstanding. He's Lion Star App's favorite guy on the board, even though he's super expensive, 10.8. Uh, they're projecting a 45-point return from him. And, and who could say no, considering last time it was a 64-point return for him, and that was on the FanDuel side. Over on DraftKings, Patrick Corbin also, guess what, very highly rated as well. He's the number two pitcher on the board on the DraftKings side. They're projecting 25 points for him. So in cash, it might be jockey, but Chris, oh. it's hard not to like. And the, and the Nats offense is starting to wake up a little bit. They were good on Sunday too.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely get Trey Turner back in that lineup. Rendon, you know, is Rendon
0: now. is the guy for me. Absolutely,
1: really oh, you know, I don't sure. think
0: that guy gets enough credit. He's one of the best hitters in baseball.
1: It, absolutely, he is, and he's not bad defensively too. I mean, I took in a couple games in Washington last year, and he was terrific in the hot corner. He, he to me, is the key to that team as well. You saw when he got back into that lineup, they start gelling. Turner comes back. Soto was back. Howie Kendrick has been decent. He's given them a, a lot more than the really they could ask for with some of the injuries that's happened and much like hap going against baltimore for the fourth time corbin going against the mets for the fourth time yeah but Reduces. you know what that's oh, all but he's
0: right. like every time it's better
1: 24 <laughs> strikeouts and yeah 24 strikeouts and three you're right it, the first outing was 4k only gave up the two runs the next outing was 9k and then he followed up the start you're mentioning 11 strikeouts so he's got 24 and three outings there's problem. two ways to look at it you either have like 90 95 percent exposure to corbin or you fade him in the one or two tournaments, like that's it. Like Corbin is the, he has the best matchup on the board. He's by far the best pitcher on the board. I I'd like him a lot. Yeah.
0: There's huge win potential on top of it. And I'll tell you what too, the guy you have to have in your lineup tonight is Trey Turner because Trey Turner is going to give the Mets fits. He runs all over the Mets all the time. They struggle to throw runners out. I'm telling you right now, you cannot, if you want Corbin Turner, Eaton's pretty cheap. Actually, you can kind of get, you can get Turner Eaton Rendon one through three with Corbin, and make that all work. It's, I know Rendon's expensive, but you can do it. Also, don't sleep on Howie Kendrick. He's got seven dingers on the year. Right. That's another guy, too, nobody's talking about. But you know what? He's putting up some numbers. So as long as he's in the lineup, that's another guy to keep in mind, too. You could even go from the bottom and go 9 if you want to, or 9-1-3 with Victor Robles, Turner, and Rendon as the three there. So that you can make all that work as well. Um, Robles also with a lot of speed. I'm telling you. They are going to run all over the mess tonight. It's going to be a long night for this kid. It's, it's not pretty. Uh, what is starting to get pretty is that Phillies offense starting to wake up a little bit. Uh, Ariadne's at 7.8. Yu Darvish at 8.6. Cubs and Phillies. This one's in Chicago. I, don't, I mean, after what Yu Darvish did his last start, are you ready to kind of is, – this is like, it's like, okay, well, it's time to put your money somewhere, right? <laughs> are you putting on the rebirth of the Phillies offense on the weekend, starting to get hot and carrying that on the road? Out of yeah. Philadelphia, a little bit of a break. Or are you putting it into the oh my God, you Darvish is back start? I don't know. I think I'm leading towards the Phillies personally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I am too. I mean, it was very encouraging to see you, Darvish's last start. I mean, no walks. That was the big thing because he's walked 33 guys in 42 innings. He's 7.07 walks per nine. He's striking guys out. He's got 55 punch outs. The last start you're talking about 11 strikeouts in Cincinnati. I think it was more on the Reds. Again, this team just continues to underperform, in my opinion. So uh, look at the
0: pricing on Harper and Hoskins. Oh,
1: man. Yeah.
0: 4.0, 4.1 on DraftKings, that is, that is, cr- I mean, I was talking, dude, I mean, it's begging for it. It's yeah. begging, it's begging for it. And it's, it's going to get it. I'm telling you right now, it's going to get it and you have to, I mean, it's, I think it's just crazy not to get involved in this tonight.
1: Yeah. I And I would, I would agree. I, I again, I, it's just with the walks. I, I'm surprised. I was really surprised to see, you know, the price of you Darvish. I said, wow, he must be. And and he has, I mean, he's allowed two or fewer runs in three of his last four, but I'm not buying it. And you know, if Scott Kingery gets in the lineup, You know, I know he played uh, yesterday. He went one for three. He had a stolen base. He had a run. You know Franco is starting to struggle at the plate, so if you're looking yeah. for a value play, I mean maybe. I
0: mean Harper's heating up. He's got two home runs in his. Life. I mean he's got a home run every day.
1: He's, <laughs> he's basically on weekend. fire now. Considering what he's he's on fire. He's, yeah, he's on
0: fire he yet the Florida. algorithm hasn't caught up on on DraftKings, especially on the Fanduel pricing. I have to look and see how he's four much three over
1: there on Fanduel, and Hoskins is four too. So usually you don't see guys more expensive on Fanduel than DraftKings, right? No,
0: and and I'll tell you what it's. It's a buy. It's a huge buy. I mean, yeah. that's that's some big time power that you can really uh, make a difference with right there in the middle of that order. So I, I'm with Chris. We're going that route. Uh, now on the other side, do you want like you're looking? This this game is what 4.6, right? The implied total.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually like, one of the highest. I'm sorry, eight
0: point, I'm sorry, eight point six. I was looking at the the Vegas yeah. runs for the Phillies was. Four. And it,
1: and, it may, and it may jump up. I mean, in Chicago, I think this is the over. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think we're going to see some runs. I mean, Jake Arrieta is a contact pitcher. We've been talking about that all year. I mean, yeah, he keeps the ball on the ground, limits the damage, but he has one of the highest contact rates in baseball over the past couple of years, and home runs can get him. Chris Bryant is starting to heat up. He's five four now. Imagine that, like on DraftKings. Like, he, yep.
0: yep, and we DraftKings owned him all eight. the time when he was like at right. 4 or 3-something, and we were all over the Chris Bryant. We got lots of Chris Bryant production. Uh, Javier Baez, too. Uh, Came out of that game on Sunday with a little bit of an injury on a defensive play. So keep that in mind. I would be very surprised if he was playing in this one. So that does hurt the potential for the total a little bit for me. If he's Mm -hmm. playing, I really like it. If he's not, then maybe you kind of just settle with it
1: what do you think about Kyle Schwarber? I know line star liked him over the weekend. I, I kind of skimmed over him. I know I wrote about him on, on the Quan edge and then the line star app likes him a lot again today. So his last four games, he's been moved up in the lead off spot. Well, that's or, the or thing, him leadoff, especially there, at
0: three, five salary wise in the leadoff spot. I think you could definitely get involved in that too.
1: Yeah. And over on Fandle, he's two seven. So if you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, attack this game, those are a couple cheap options.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Harper Hoskins is where I'm going to be at. And Same. I'm just, I'm all over that. Um, Mike Leak and Mike Miner, the Battle of the Mikes in Texas. That's right. Forget the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones. It's the Battle <laughs> of the Mikes in Houston. I'm excuse me, in Arlington. That's where we're going to be. Uh, so Miner's going to be 9.7 on DK. Leak just 6.6. Uh, you mentioned that the Mariners, you know, continue to.
1: They're east- struggling a bit. Yeah, they are.
0: They are. But we always like Texas in Texas, and we always like these bats. Um, the question is, Mike Miner, you know, he had a great run there. And now it's gotten a little kind of, you know, just it's starting to mellow out a little bit. Willie Calhoun, that price has shot up to four and a half. Uh, no more bizarre is at four one. Joey Gallo is all the way up to five, seven. I mean, that's almost, it's unattainable. Like, I just don't think you can do it, no. which is unfortunate because I'd like to, but I just can't. However, uh, Calhoun is still in the price range where I think you can get down with him. And he's just, again, remember how FanDuel pricing with the young guys just oh, takes yeah. forever. He's just three thousand on FanDuel and Willie Calhoun so far for me. I mean him and his trubo Cabrera, those are two guys in this game. I can get some pieces of this game very, very cost effectively.
1: Yeah, for sure. It, It it really is amazing how you know it takes so much time for FanDuel to come around and you look at that price of Willie Calhoun and you know it makes sense because you're all over him on the weekend. Again, he had another strong game hitting it near the top of the order. And the Texas lineup is good. I mean, I think they took two of three from St. Louis. And a guy that's, you know, that has – I have my eye on him anyways is Rugnet Odor. I mean, he's not a 167 hitter. Like, he's he has some pop in his bat. He's got three home runs in his last four games. He's he's starting to feel a little bit better after that brutal start to the season and then some time with a knee injury. So, another cheap option. Mike Leak, another contact guy. There's going to be some run score in this game, Joe. There really is. As much as Seattle's struggling, it's a 10.5 – over right now and that may get to 11 11 and a half
0: yeah it's hard it's hard not to think it will i mean that's it's just from the like you said the contact pitching is it's abundant in this one uh white Sox pitcher still to be determined in houston today against brad peacock um look correa continues to just absolutely rake you got to pay through the nose for it though he has gotten expensive and well deserved to we all know it's the same thing with this astros team it's if you're gonna pay for it you pay for it I'm kind of curious to see who they end up throwing out there. So if you get the lefty righty in there and you want to get involved here, it's going to cost you a lot. I mean, Bregman's 5'6", Brantley's 5'6", Correa's 5'2". To me, for that kind of price, uh, I think I'm going to fade this group tonight. I think especially with the Phillies out there and uh, the Nationals, I think though, and even the Yankees, I think those are t- three offenses that I think are a little bit more cost-effective, especially on DraftKings. On FanDuel, uh, a little bit looser, but not much. I mean, Correa's at 4', Brantley's at 3.9'. Gregman at 4.3. So I think it's a little more doable on FanDuel DraftKings. I think it's out of bounds.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It, I, it's it's always tough to fit in the Astros. Sometimes I wonder if, if they're contrarian in to tournaments because they're so expensive, but um, they're never a bad play. I mean, there's really well, they're never a bad play, though.
0: of course. It's just a matter of return on investment. And exactly. Mike Soroka has been a great return on investment. He's at 9.2 on DK. He's facing Andrew Suarez and the uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, it is on the road, but I don't care. Uh, Soroka, I'm I'm all in on. In fact, outside of Corbin, he's definitely my favorite pitcher of the night if you don't want to go all the way up there. To me, tonight, if you want to get, get in cash games without Corbin, Soroka is the guy for me. How about you?
1: Yeah, of course. This guy's a stud. I mean, he's only allowed four runs in 36 innings. He's passed the test. He passed – all of them, in my opinion. I mean, he faced a, a team in St. Louis. He only had three strikers through seven. Again, Cardinals don't strike out. They take their walks. But he only allowed three hits over seven scoreless innings. He's a great pitcher. 57% ground ball rate in San Fran against that team. Yeah, I mean, that team applied totals 3.3. 3. It should be like 2.3, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, because he hasn't allowed two runs yet this year in a start. He just hasn't. And he's faced good teams, so I love Sirocco
0: yeah i I, i'm all in there uh riley by the way not too shabby no not
1: too (laughs) shabby at all uh i i didn't get him in a lot of my you know fabs this weekend i i've had him stash in a couple couple leagues i mean he's going to continue to play if he hits this way and i think he will like he's just he's just a great hitter in what is a great lineup it's such a nice boost and a lot of these braves don't overlook them i know the game's in san fran but they have a lot of guys who, you know, are strong against left-handed pitching. Acuna, I know that Albies has really struggled. He's hard to spend up 4-2 on DK. Um, but on FanDuel, 3-7 gets a little bit easier. But, yeah, Riley at 3-1, I mean, you just play on.
0: I mean, yeah, that's where I was going. I'm like, and yet again, the theme continues. The Willard Calhouns and Austin Rileys are on fire. They're cheap. They're young. They're hot. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, it's like Zoolander. He's so hot right now. He's so hot. It's, it's, it's so hot right now and that's it i mean yeah. you, you, you got to take advantage of it while it's there and if the ownership's high so what if it's right it's right if it's making points and it's allowing you to get corbin and soroka in your lineup then why wouldn't you want to do it uh jake odorese and uh, taylor cole are facing off there in uh anaheim it's uh, again i, I think odorese is another one of these guys that i think in double pairings when you're looking at And when you're looking at DraftKings for the two pitchers, I think that Odorizzi is another one of these safe pitchers just because that Twins offense is really carrying things. Odorizzi's been good enough most days. And I think the price is right at 8.2 on a night where you're looking for a little bit of, you know, there's not a lot of um, places you can go tonight pitching-wise for a discount. It's like you pretty much go to the top for guys like Corbin or Soroka. And if not, you're pretty much with guys like Odorizzi. And I, I think that's the guy out of this bunch that I like the most in terms of matchup. How about you?
1: Yeah. It's, it's a good matchup. The again, the one thing with the angels, you know, they don't strike out a ton and they kind of hit Odorizzi a little bit last time, but I am with you and the siding of just their offense is just so good right now. This is it's,
0: more of a game. baseball's a game of streak kind of play. It really like, is. I think the twins are just on a streak and we talk about that on the show too. The guy, the highs and the lows and when to buy in, when to not, we tell I mean, just look at the, the Phillies this weekend and all the chatter we had. But to me, this is more of that than it is a uh, analytical play.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, it, The Twins, you're right. I mean, they are just – they're hot right now. 87 home runs. I mean, that's more than the Astros. Uh, They're right there in terms of – they have more runs scored than the Astros. They have the third highest Woba. They strike out the third fewest. They're top five in walks like – they just have guys that get on base. So Taylor Cole, and he's not going to go long in this game at all. He's going to pitch like an inning or two, if that, and then they're going to turn it over. So like guys like Polanco, who have one of the highest contact rates in baseball this season, Eddie Rosario is crushing it. CJ Crone had a really good week smashing baseballs. And you mentioned Sano earlier on top of the show. He's back. Um, look for him. I know he had a big game over the weekend as well. And then there's Byron Buxton. So this Twins just don't ignore this Twins team right now. I mean, they're scoring runs. You got to follow trends.
0: I thought C.J. Cron was one of the best low-key acquisitions of the off-season because the guy coming off a 30 home run season. Right. I understand he's got some you know, deficiencies in terms of uh, all, uh, defense and all that. That's fine. But at the same time, this was a guy that back with your Angels, you yeah. you'll know it. And I was in on him a couple years ago, and he got hurt. But you could see it was starting to all come together for him. You could see he's like, oh, if he could just get the playing time, if he could just stay healthy, you could see everything was lining up. And then he goes to Tampa, of all places, and just explodes last year. And then Tampa, which is a team that could really use a player like this. Yeah. But, you know, they had some guys like, you know, like low coming through the system, and they had Choi, and I guess they just decided it wasn't a good investment for them. But then he goes to, to Minnesota, and I thought this was a brilliant job by them. They brought him in. In the offseason, they also brought in Nelson Cruz, and they really kind of – you know, put some more thump in that lineup and and they're shaking the whole concept of the twins are not an offense you want to own anymore. I mean, I think that's gone by the wayside.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, Polanco just does such a good job of setting the table. I know he hit in the leadoff spot over the weekend, but you know, Kepler's in there. He just gets on base. And for Crone, you're right. I mean, with the Angels, he just never got the playing time. Injury slowed him down. But, you know, you look at two seasons, he had sixteen home runs in each in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, and he only had like 400 plate appearances, and you're just like, oh, this guy can push six, 600 or 550. And one of them, I want to say it was he that second year. And, and that
0: second year he had a really great run, and then he played hurt through some stuff, and it just wasn't. You could just yeah. tell, like, I'm not a big extrapolator, but you could tell something was different, that kid was ready to break out. And then last year it happened. Now, one of the great breakouts this year has been Chris Paddock. He's 9.5 on DK. Uh, he's facing Luke Weaver, 8.5. Now, this is an interesting one because you've got two guys that we like a lot, uh, who we've been on a lot and been winning a lot with. Now, the question is, over on the FanDuel side, Chris Paddock, 10.3. So he's up there in the, in the upper echelon, which is where he should be. He deserves it. And Luke Weaver is 9.6. So I'm curious, how do you attack this one, Chris? Is this a tournament play? Is this, a, is this an oppo cash game play? Are you picking sides? Are you doing both sides of this game? How do you approach this one? I'm
1: kind of feeling Luke Weaver. I, I I'm kind of feeling like I want to go against the grain here a little bit and attack the Padres offense. And Luke Weaver has just been really good this year. 55 strikeouts and 51 innings. He's only walked 12. Home runs crushed him. The walks and home runs crushed him last year. This is in a good environment. And I'm just looking at the Padres. And I see a guy over the weekend in Jordan Lyles who doesn't strike out a lot of guys. And he went into San Diego and racked up 12 punch outs pretty easily against this Padres team. And I feel like Luke Weaver can do the same thing. He's already faced San Diego earlier this year. He had 8K through six and one innings. He only allowed two earned runs, five hits. I know everybody is going to be on Paddock. I feel like that's going to be the chalk. They want Paddock. Everybody loves Paddock. It's warranted. He's, he's a stud. He's great. But save yourself a little bit of cash in tournaments. If you want to pivot off the top, maybe Weaver's your secondary pitcher. Just go against the grain on what is a semi-small slate. At least that's what I'm going to do with Luke.
0: I think, I think it's brilliant. I'm all with you. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like it's I feel like it's the way to go. You can get a little bit more offense, a little bit more thump in there. And in tournaments, that's what you want to do, right? I, Paddock is going – Paddock even. this is one of those nights where you're going to get the Paddocks and Corbins and guys like that mm-hmm. in those tournaments, which is not something you usually get because the slate's a little bit smaller, especially with the day game in Boston and some other stuff going on. But this is one to me where I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think the same thing. And it's not a knock on Paddock. He's been great. I think it's more a knock on the Padres lineup and how they performed overall. They do have some power, but at the same time, they struggle to they struggle to create runs. And that's one of those things when you go up against a good pitcher and Weaver's been very good this year. That you like, you like those kind of matchups where teams like the Mets are a team that doesn't create runs. They hit home runs on occasion, but they don't create runs. They haven't in quite some time. Whereas there's some lineups that create runs, and that's more of a lineup. I think that when the Nationals are right, they're that kind of lineup. When Trey Turner's healthy. You know, when, when Rendon's in there, that's a created run lineup. That's the kind of lineup that you really like DFS wise for me anyway, because they just keep coming at you constantly, constantly. So, I'm, I'm with Chris. We're two for two there. Luke Weaver's a contrarian pitcher of the night. Do you want to get any of these bats to or you think it's going to be more like a 3-2 eek out kind of victory? I, I, think it's, I think it's just Weaver for me. How about you?
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. And the total's at seven. I mean, we could see that go to six and a half. So, I mean, the Padres have just been playing low-scoring games. And they've struggled against right-handed pitching, and they've had success against lefties. So, yeah, I think this is – you said it perfectly. I think it's like a 3-2, 2-1 two, two, game. I don't see a lot of runs. I'm not going to really touch the offense at all.
0: All right. So it's time to call our shot.
1: All right. I'm ready to where go, you, baby. I'm ready to going? do this. Let's do you? it.
0: I'm going to take a deep breath. See if we can keep the streak alive. That's what we're trying to do here. Now, granted, I didn't get Chris Davis on the weekend. I had two days. So, you know, technically so I got too we-
1: young. So we kept the streak going at least for, uh, so for both wait, of us.
0: Well, as a, as a collective streak, I don't it's, think we've gone a I don't think we've gone a day between the two of us in over like a week or so where we yeah. didn't get it right. We couldn't get one guy who went yard between the two of us. That's right. Uh, so I think I'm at four out of four to six or five out of seven right now, something like that. Oh, uh, but I'm gonna go with that. Uh, I'm gonna troll the Mets. I'm gonna go with Anthony Rendon, and uh, that's my guy tonight. Call my shot with Rendon. It's gonna be an ugly, ugly evening for the Metropolitans. And I just think that uh, the nationals are going to be all over them. How about you, Chris, where are you going tonight to call your shot?
1: Uh, I'm going to go to Baltimore to call my shot and I am going to come on, do it. I'm going Aaron Hicks. Yeah, that was
0: my is. second one. Yeah. Good. And, are- and, you
1: know, I was glad you went first because I, I was like, man, don't ask me first. Cause I, feel I like Hicks was my initial before.
0: guy. And I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go off that one and I'm going to leave that one out there. Maybe Chris will take it. and You did. And just so we know everybody out there, we never discuss this ahead of time. No, we, we ever- don't. Yeah, we we, we always, we do it live. That's what we do. <laughs> we do it I was, live. I was
1: really? looking at Hicks, Voight, and Sanchez. I mean, really just looking at Kashner overall, I mean, he's allowed 21 earned runs against right-handed bats, yeah. one against lefties, all the right yeah, whole I thought you were going to go Luke Voight
0: or Hicks. That's what I thought.
1: I was, I was between Voight and Sanchez initially, but yeah, I, I like Hicks. I think he's a great value on FanDuel and I think the Yankees will be able to score some runs against Cashner.
0: Alright, so we like Corbin today. The chalk is good. The chalk we're all in on with him. The little fade or the alternate one for him is Soroka, who's about the same price. You can kind of mix and match them. We both think that both those pitchers will carry over from cash into tournaments, but if you want some differential and you want to go apotaco taco a little bit, it's Luke Weaver tonight. That's where we're going to go. That's where our money is. Uh, From a betting standpoint, anything else you want to throw out there at the people today, Chris?
1: Well, we can take the Braves. The Braves are are a strong play in San Fran. Washington, again, another road team, a strong play. I think we can hammer the over between the Phillies and the Cubs and also take the Twins. I mean, jump on them on the team applied total. All weekend, their team applied total was four. They easily got to that number against Seattle. I think they'll be able to do that against the Angels too.
0: All right, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at LineStar app, at Joe Pizapia17, and at Chris Meaney. For everybody here at LineStar, that'll do it for us today. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard we'll see you next time kids you've been listening to the dfs on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts joe Pizapia and chris minne